Hi, everyone. This is Father Jim Churn, and you're listening to the Pope Benedict XVI School of Prayer podcast, where each week we're going to be hearing and reflecting on the different catechesis that he offered back in 2011 in his Wednesday audiences with the faithful, in which he was laying out the foundational principles of the life of prayer. So uh, this is my, my weekly reaction and as i've been calling them my ramblings in response to the different catechesis that we've been listening to um and this is in response to the fourth catechesis that we heard this week called the nocturnal struggle and encounter where uh, pope benedict reflected on jacob's night of wrestling with uh, what turns out to be or who turns out to be god so some random thoughts um Many of you, if you've followed me for any time on social media now, know that I'm a huge fan of the television series called The Chosen. It's a multi-season television series of the life of Christ that's basically told from the disciples' vantage point. I think what's made it so compelling for me is having all these different names and characters that so many of us are already familiar with from the scriptures whose stories are depicted with a a realism that many of us could never have imagined before or conceived of. Most of our ancestors from the faith that we hear in scriptures, they seem kind of distant and removed from our experiences where you're left to wonder, how can I relate to St. Peter? Or how do I relate to Mary Magdalene? But the creators of the series, using artistic liberty and based on historical research and facts, as well as what I believe divinely inspire creativity, have been able to make those characters very relatable. So for those of you who are familiar with the show, you know that St. Matthew is depicted as possibly being on the autistic spectrum. And what they do is they're, they're basing that on the fact that having had been a tax collector and actually the chief tax collector, and that the Gospel of Matthew seems to be the most detail-oriented of the four, all those different traits could be plausible of someone who be autistic or have Asperger's. And so they build storylines around that. And similarly, they do the same thing with Mary Magdalene, knowing that she had been possessed by seven demons, uh, that Jesus exercises them. Uh, or where Peter and Andrew were both brothers and were fishermen. So as I'm sharing this, it's January 2024, and the creators are preparing for the launch of the the fourth season. But in this previous season, there was one episode in particular that came to mind reading and praying with Benedict's catechesis this week. One of the recurring storylines is, how do these very different men, these 12 very different men from different walks of life with family biases, um, all kinds of human drama. How did they get along as a group following Jesus? In particular for Matthew, who was a tax collector, being around others who were fishermen or zealots, these would be people that would never be in each other's company in any normal situation. They would have been at the most polarizing opposites of social circles, let alone religious ones. At the end of one tense exchange between Peter, the fisherman, and Matthew, the tax collector, Matthew pushes back saying, none of us are who we were, or something along those lines. 
That's how I wrote it in my, my notes here. And that's what came to mind as the Holy Father discussed God changing the name of Jacob to Israel. Jacob, whose name meant deceiver, who was named that from the womb, recognizing how the, from the first moments of his birth, he was seemingly only interested in himself, whether trying to be the firstborn by literally grabbing his brother's heel as they exit their mother's birth canal, to ending up stealing the sacred final blessing from their father. Jacob's life is characterized by grasping, by seemingly always being self-interested, which puts him at odds with most notably his brother Esau. Even in this encounter with this mysterious man at night, we can hear and see Jacob grasping and wanting, trying to take things. He wants the mysterious man's name. He wants his blessing. He wants all those things on his own terms. After an entire evening, after an entire night of wrestling with God, where the Holy Father beautifully narrates this most mysterious of episodes, where God seemingly allows Jacob to think he's getting the upper hand, very quickly reversing that and so on and so forth, back and forth all night. As Benedict explains how this physical encounter is illustrating a deeper spiritual reality that's happening. God himself allows himself to enter into this battle with Jacob, causing Jacob to confront the truth of himself. And finally, instead of grasping to let go, to surrender, to acknowledge all of his misdirected anger, his energy, his passions, and now he allows this mysterious figure to take charge. He surrenders, he surrenders himself to God, but not in the submission that leads to slavery or imprisonment, but a surrender where God's able to redirect everything. As Pope Benedict writes, God transforms this negative reality into something positive. Jacob, the deceiver, becomes Israel. He is given a new name as a sign of a new identity. Here, too, the account maintains its deliberate duplicity because the more probable meaning of the name Israel is God is strong, God is victorious. So it's interesting, if you read the account closely, on a physical level, Jacob was the victor. However, Jacob, revealing his name to God first, Jacob recognizes how God has basically allowed Jacob to win, how God allowed that to happen, and how God's walking away unharmed. <laughs> Jacob will remain with a limp um, as that that part of the, the, the encounter is always striking that like God hits him in the sciatic nerve and he was ne never able to walk the right after that. Not as a sign of humiliation, but I think it's a physical reminder to Jacob that without God, all he is is a deceiver. It's when he sees himself as God sees him, when he allows God to constantly redirect him that he is truly Israel and God remains victorious. In fact, that's one of the theories why even after God has changed his name from Jacob to Israel, you sometimes will still see the name Jacob being used or both names uh, throughout the book of Genesis. Unlike other notable moments, like when Abram becomes Abraham, you don't ever see it re re reverting back to Abram or Saul becoming Paul. It's never goes back to him calling, referring to himself as Saul. For Jacob, this is going to be an ongoing battle and a struggle for him. For Jacob to be Israel, 
one where he's going to have to constantly surrender himself to God. So in a lot of ways, I think we can recognize the beauty of the human heart as being described and depicted in Jacob. We can recognize our struggles, which is why this is such an awesome example of prayer for us. We're being shown that just because it's night, just because maybe we're struggling, just because there could be silence, just because the answer seems not coming or not coming quickly enough, doesn't mean that God's not in the mix. And perhaps that long night that we're going through and enduring, that that wrestling match that we're going and engaged in, is not necessarily to try to wrestle and change God's mind, where we fool ourselves into thinking, I need to get the upper hand and defeat him, but allow myself to enter into that contention and asking myself what needs to be defeated within myself so that I can see myself as God sees me. So those are just some of my thoughts and reactions to this week's catechesis. I really uh, am loving going through this stuff with, uh, with all of you, especially reflecting on Pope Benedict's teachings here. Um, thanks so much for all of your feedback and your comments and your messages. Um, I'm appreciating hearing from all of you, and I'm glad that uh, so many of you are benefiting from, from these as well. Um, <clears throat> hopefully next week, uh, our campus minister, Ricardo, has given me uh, some new equipment to hopefully make these sound a little bit more professional, a little bit clearer. So I um, appreciate you you dealing with my amateur hour here. And uh, as always, thanks again for your support and God bless you. I hope you have a great week.